Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and Welcome to the next episode of Debriefing and Cocktails. I'm your host this week, somehow, Reed Walker, joined by the fabulous co-master, Sergio Lugo. Sergio, how are you? I'm great. Don't yeah. be silly. You're, you're, you're the host every time. Wow. Okay. I'm going I'm to remember that. I'm going to jot that down. In my notes. You're the host of this show. Calm down. Oh, okay. Touche. Fair enough. Uh, well, Sergio, what are we talking about this week? Uh, James Bond. We're talking about James Bond. Sure, sure. But which, okay. All right, I walked into that. What what <laughs> movie are we talking about this week? Uh, we're talking about Goldfinger. Mm. And you, I think we should yeah. do some housekeeping before we actually dive into Goldfinger. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Man, as as the host, that should probably be up to me. But okay, you know. all right, you're driving. To, you what's on the docket first? Man, I, I think we should do some housekeeping. Spring cleaning is in order. It's coming up. You know, that's a great idea. Whoever came up with that, genius. Yeah. Right on point, genius. You know, and, and I think. We talked about it before, so you you you, you know what the deal is. I'll, I'll just let you, you you go ahead. You you have your time to shine. Oh, oh, oh. So designate designated news guy. So so no time to die, huh? Mm. That was uh, supposed to come out in what March. Mm-hmm. It has been pushed back yet again. Yet again. And. Actually, let me see if I can find it, actual. Is it have, to be determined or is it the fall? Uh, I want to say October. I feel like it, that's what I remember. October eighth, twenty twenty-one. Hey man, that's the day after my birthday. Oh well, happy birthday, Reed. Hey, future me. Maybe, maybe it Go won't get delayed again. Maybe not. It'd be so neat. Um. With that said, uh, that yet again changes our uh, debriefing and cocktails plans. It does. Because uh, originally we were we were supposed to have like a season one of the show uh, and then take a break and start off season two with us going to see No Time to Die. And then we watch the rest of the movies. Mm. And now we're going to have time to watch every single movie. Between now and when No Time to Die comes out, so No Time to Die could effectively be our finale. Ooh, it could be. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, things could play out that way. That'd be a neat little wrap-up where we made it land right there at the end, but life and circumstances and who knows what. We'll we'll just see. Things are still just enough up in the air (laughs) that... We're going to say on paper that's the idea, but yeah, 
yeah. it doesn't pan out that way, we do apologize and we'll just do the best we can with it. Who knows? No Time to Die may not come out until 2023. They seem dead set on that thing being released in theaters. So, Man, if that's the case, I don't even – I wonder what they would do. Like if it really was – if they came back this year at some point and said, all right, guys, we're, we're not we're, – this movie's not coming out for another two years. I think the franchise is on a hiatus at that point. <laughs> if they said that, like you yeah. might as well add another two years on top of that two years. Cause nobody's going to want to see it in two years. Probably. Yeah. I say that that's not true. People would, but it's so off base. Yeah. Uh, so other, another note that is, that is kind of, um, if, if you're listening to debriefing and cocktails in order, which I would suggest you do, uh, Last time we announced that it was going to be Spectre that we were watching. Oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, we did. We did. Good uh, call. We, we, we decided that since I don't have to get caught up on the Daniel Craig movies as quickly, uh, we, we decided to call an audible and jump back to a classic Bond uh, movie, and that is why we're watching Goldfinger. Yeah. We're probably going to switch these up back to the original starting format where it's going to be alternating actors. And Spectre being the last one, as it is, because that's the last Daniel Craig movie we have to watch anyway. So, yeah, on paper, that's the idea. Uh, and, and I guess the very last addendum is welcome to the season finale of Debriefing and Cocktails. Is it is it the finale of season one or part one of season one? No, so this is the finale of season one. Oh, OK. All uh, right. This, this is half of the. Of the, the Bond movies that currently yeah. exist. Right. All right. Well, we are. Is there any other housekeeping before we? No, no. I'm nice not, and clean. I'm clean. I don't, I don't know about you, but we don't keep the best notes on hand. <laughs> so starting off with this, I wanted to say a couple of little things that I found out about this movie. And hopefully I remember these things correctly. So anybody who's a, a buff about this stuff, you know, apologies for getting it wrong. There's some there's just some neat facts about this movie. And what facts are those? <laughs> and for you, Sergio, the guy who's on getting new to the boat about the character in all these movies or more about the movies, rather. This is kind of the one. This is the first major Bond movie. If you're not already aware of that, like this is the one that sets the tone for the rest of them. Just about. When it came out, it was the fat, it, Guinness Book of Records fastest grossing movie of the, at the time. This movie was hotcakes, boy. Really? It really, really was bonanza stuff. Like they, there's so much Bond paraphernalia spawned from this movie and subsequent ones, of course. It kind of slowly goes down a little bit, but this is just the one that blows up. Yeah, and this, Thunderball's this, even bigger. But so 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 this isn't peak Sean Connery. This is just no. This, this is, is pro- like it probably ascending is, yeah. Sean Connery. No, this it. I guess it depends on where you're coming from for peak. I personally feel like this is peak. Maybe Thunderball did financially the did better than Goldfinger. All in all, uh-huh. like made more money. But I think this this is it. Like, this is the one. If you had to pick a Bond movie for Sean Connery, it's this one. Okay. okay. Without, like, without a doubt. And then 
this is probably one of the ones where you take just Bond stuff from. I mean, the laser while he's on the table. I mean, that scene alone. Yeah. yeah. It's just insanely played and infamous and known. Yeah, yeah. And, and and from what I understand, like this this movie is is what is being parodied in Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of the movies that is. This is one of them. And the uh one of the other ones is like the I, I think it's Thunderball. I always forget which one he's in. But the the guy with the eye patch and the white <laughs> tux, the, yeah. the 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 number two from uh, Austin Powers, that character okay. is just another one in these Sean Connery ones. I believe he's the Sean Con- uh, a Sean Connery character. It's just been so long since I've probably seen that one. But this one, either way, to stick on this one, it was just really big. It was really really big. Like in New York, they actually had the movie running the place running 24 hours for people to watch it back wow. when it came out in 64. So like, it was in demand to be seen. So this is the third Sean Connery movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will say this, it's better than the per- previous two that I, that, that, that we've watched. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I would agree with that. It's more entertaining. There's a, there's so much iconography. In, in years as years have gone by for the movie. So that just helps even more. But yeah, all in all, it's a probably a better movie. Um, one other couple of little facts, little small things that were really neat. The actor for Goldfinger, his name escapes me at the moment. Funny enough, and I've seen this movie enough and it makes sense when I hear when I heard it said and it made it all click. The actor for him is German. And was dubbed over. What? Like they have someone else doing his voice act, doing his lines for the movie. What you hear, as I understand it. Wow. That like, that seems like so much work when they could have just hired an American. I don't know. Or someone who spoke English. Yeah. I I think they just really wanted this guy because he had the way he looked, the way he carried himself. Now, I want to put that with a grain of salt because I've kind of heard that and I hadn't quite found a proper confirmed sort of source. So just just give me one percent of margin of error. I, I trust where I've heard that I've heard it from two or three different things, but I hadn't literally seen it for myself. So <laughs> uh, and f- funny enough, this the same. So the German actor, he had trouble with the movie or, or trouble in his career because he had a. He would play villains and stuff like that, but he was an actual. If I and now this one, I would really like to confirm, but it still sounds interesting anyway. He was a confirmed Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I knew but, that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. But apparently, because he did had some redeeming uh, qualities, he wasn't like condemned by everybody for it, at least to some degree. Maybe at the time, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well. Not What's something that? I dug dug into, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the very very sparse notes on a wiki, Wikipedia, and apparently, yes, he he was a, a confirmed member of the Nazi Party. Uh, however, he left the party before the outbreak of World War II, and mm-hmm. uh, several years after, like a, a ban in Israel was lifted, uh, it came out know, that he yeah. he he likely saved two 
saved the lives of two Jews uh, by hiding them in his basement during the war. Mm, okay. So, Thank sure, you. let's cast that guy as Goldfinger. He seems like a solid dude. <laughs> Does it happen to mention the, the, his, the voiceover for him? Uh, I'm not diving that deep into it. Okay, I didn't know if it just happened to be around where that was. But, well, anyway, those were just kind of the interesting sort of facts I, I found out about the, happened to hear about the movie. And last one, the uh, funny enough, the, the Fort Knox scene that they have in the movie, the actual Fort Knox, uh, you know, group came back and said, hey, this was a pretty, really good rendition of what our facility looks like. And and obviously they don't, the the people who made the sets didn't they couldn't have the blueprints for it so they just did the best they could. But apparently for, the guys running Fort Knox said that that was a pretty good replica. And actually, halfway through that scene, I googled Fort Knox to see what it looked like to see how close it was, and I thought that they had actually shot it on location. Mm, like yeah. th- that's how that's how good the replica was. I was like, oh look at that, they must have just shot it there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, so I was told that they didn't have like the actual blueprints to it. Um, all right, well, on to the actual analysis of the thing. Just one of the bigger movies of the whole Bond franchise, so might as well try and talk about some of these little key features. What did you think about said movie, Sergio, or do you want me to go first this time? Uh, no, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, okay. I didn't hate it. All right. Which is, I, I guess is better. Like that, that's more than I can say about the other two Sean Connery movies. Like I didn't, I kind of hated those first two, mm-hmm. but this one, this one had a, like a, a grandiose to it mm-hmm. that the previous two didn't have. Uh, the action scenes weren't, ridiculous yeah for the most part uh and i don't know i don't know there was there was just a charm to both goldfinger and odd job yeah yeah they really were they're they're very iconic characters at this point for the franchise as a whole yeah the 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 the, the problem though is, is the movie's ridiculous it yes yes it's quite <laughs> Like everything from the villain to the setup to his his plot to the 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 woman dying of what was it skin suffocation? Yeah, skin suffocation, right? Yeah, it's 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 quite ridiculous, and I I can get on board with it. it like it has the same kind of charm that um the man with the golden gun had for me. Mm. And, and it's funny you say that because that's probably uh, there really probably is one of the movies that takes a lot of it's a good example of the inspiration yeah for the movie coming up now because uh, the a, a lot of them just kind of follow this I'll say formula maybe I'm not maybe maybe not using that the best way but it's no no it is it's definitely the Bond formula because to get it out real quick probably the worst thing about this movie. Uh, well, no, I'll take that back. There's actually a handful of kind of like standout bad things to this movie. If you think about yes. it nowadays, yes, there are. <laughs> and, and I, I will, I'll just kind of go ahead and start hitting them off because I, I'd like to talk about group it together, bad and good and all the bad to me is the movie kind of gets boring 
even though it's only about two hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's pacing exactly is the right term. I'm trying to still learn some of the right language for it, but it, particularly the latter third, the last act or so, maybe the last half, it's just, it's just as boring. Like the, the <laughs> definitely at once they're doing the whole Fort Knox stuff, once they start assaulting it, mm-hmm. I'm kind of bored as crap. Up until, you know, like him fighting Odd Job is fine. Like all, all that's fine once that starts happening. But everything from them leaving Goldfinger's compound to that, I, it's so boring to me. And then there's just little bits throughout the movie that are kind of boring on top of. If for no other reason than like Bond's whole being captured the whole time, he's a prisoner half the time. He's a prisoner for most of the movie. Yeah. And he's and just chilling at Goldfinger's hideout. Like, yeah, there, there's something kind of cool about that. I kind of appreciate that. It's like the scene in Dr. No, where he's a guest of Dr. No and he hasn't for dinner. And they're kind of real cordial with each other, even though they're, they're uh, adversarial. I kind of like that yeah. sort of courtship between the, the protagonist and antagonist, this de- proper demeanor, even though you're against each other. But this just, yeah. this just goes for too long. Like, my God, we, <laughs> we, we, whatever we thought about Blofeld in on her majesty's secret service or, or wherever it was that we talked about the, the villain just, Telling him in every everything, keeping him alive, not killing him, all this stuff. This is the one that just is crazy about it. And there might be a worse one, worse offender. But this one is so obnoxious. Even though he's clearly tried to escape at least, uh, what, twice? And yep. just keeps doing shit. And Goldfinger's just like, nah, nah, don't kill him yet. Nah, nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, dude. It's fine. Like, what do you mean? Ugh. It's so infuriating. And the oh, one of the smaller annoyances is like the room when he's under the, the model listening to the plan and Goldfinger tells the plan to these mobsters and then kills them. I'm sure that that's probably and, and I'm kind of seconding what someone else what I read someone else say that that's probably for the audience, that whole scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's completely just exposition for the audience or or telling the audience what's happening because otherwise it's real it seems real unnecessary real lazy why, why tell all these people and then kill them mm-hmm. yeah exactly like un- yeah. unless you were keeping some of them alive and it was a front something like that sure but yeah that it, you, you kill all of them anyway what the fuck are you doing <laughs> oh man and and last one of the last things is the and, and I was watching this with my fiance at the time, and I actually looked at, asked her about it, and I was like, so I'm referring to the pussy galore situation when they're in the barn and the hay bale and the hay and everything, uh-huh. and and it, the scene kind of ends with them kissing and all, and I'm like, was that consent? Was is that what that was? Because I don't know. <laughs> like at the end of the movie. No, no, no. At the end of the at the end of the scene when they're in the the in the barn, when they're like at the horse stables or whatever it was, uh huh. When they're kind of doing judo on each other. <laughs> okay, on, yeah. 
that that scene, and she's she's resisting, but then she gives in to her lust for him, I suppose. And just kind of watching that scene, like I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't think that would fly today, <laughs> or at least like, not that way. Like like I want to see like a companion movie that that, that that's released where all of these James Bond tales are told from the the point of the like perspective of the mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. And just see how many times they can like say, Oh, I didn't really say that was okay. Yeah. It just kind of happened. And I mean, what am I going to do? This, this man just hit me a minute ago. Like, I don't, he's a spy. I, like he could kill me. Yeah. He might have a gun. He has a gun. I saw him with a gun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and funny enough, if you didn't know this, the, uh, the, the novel Goldfinger had Pussy Galore. She was a lesbian and Bond's masculinity, machismo charm woos her over. Wow. I'm so glad that be, wasn't in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know how the book portrays it exactly in terms of like, does she become straight because of him or does she just get with him? So she's bisexual. I don't know how they, how it's really framed in the book at all, but just uh, elevator pitch. That's what it was. She was definitely les. She was definitely gay in the book, and then she was like, "Oh, James Bond, uh," and that was it. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just really funny. I his <laughs> he's so manly yeah. that he can straighten out a gay. <laughs> it's like that's some 1960s shit is what that is it it is and and for and to me to be clear i'm not really criticizing i'm not trying to strictly criticize the movie on this because it's you know we're we're judging the movie on 30 plus years of hindsight and morality and all this kind of stuff and the side is different 50 50 plus years oh yeah i'm dumb yeah numbers are hard sorry uh 50 plus years of hindsight so I don't want to sit here and shit on the movie in that care in that light, but it's just, it is funny to point out. Yeah. It is a funny fact about the movie in relationship to now. Now what I will shit on is the editing. Okay. There oh, were like is, two is it the driving scene? Is that one I, of them? Like the driving scene was kind of ridiculous. Uh, I, I kind of felt like the director said, fuck it, we'll take that one instead <laughs> of doing like a second and third take on a lot of stuff. Uh, mm. the probably the most egregious thing and <laughs> it was when one of the cars fell off a cliff oh shit yeah yeah when and it just madly explodes it like exploded before it fell off the cliff yes yes i, I feel okay. like the pyro guy like <laughs> missed his cue and the director was like, fuck it. We'll print it. We'll take it. Okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy because I remember what, when I saw that scene, he immediately goes off the road and, like, let's just say nicks a rock as he's going down the cliff and it just explodes into flames. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Why did it do that? Is yeah. that right? Did I miss something? Maybe just like part of it exploded. I don't know. Like, I know, I know you're not that good with cars. Or explosions, apparently. Or explode like though that doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> That's not a thing. Okay. But but, but yeah, that so. and 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 the whole uh, laser crotch sequence. 
Oh man, I, yeah, I don't. I wonder was that like good editing for the time or not? Because and and then that gets into the like the ticking clock bullshit kind of trope where the ticking clock says thirty seconds, but then the scene is two minutes long or something that kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. It, it has a similar thing like that where over the course of a couple minutes, the lasers like two inch like uh, six inches from his crotch. And then it's two inches from his crotch. And then the scene's just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And like, dude, that shit's, that's just his stomach now. What's it yeah. doing? What happened? Yeah. yeah. And, and like the, the dip, it was, it was, it was like a whole foot from him. Then it was like two inches and then like two feet <laughs> and then two inches. It's just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder, I don't, I don't know. I, that would be kind of an interesting thing to see. Did they, was that all intentional? Was it, circumstantial were they pressured you know why, why was it like that i don't know i don't know that's a uh, probably never know thing but it's oh. still one of the best scenes though yeah yeah it's the mo- one of the most iconic scenes in the entire franchise <laughs> uh i i liked goldfinger i did not like the actor who played him oh what like what do you mean because like, like I, I, maybe it was just my expectation, but you know, all these years I've heard, oh, Goldfinger, Goldfinger, he's a, that's the movie with pussy galore in it, woohoo, you know. And when Goldfinger stepped on screen, I seriously thought he was an extra. <laughs> like this dude does not look does not look like a villain. He doesn't look like anyone who is threatening, or even anyone who you would purposely put a camera on. Oh my gosh. Would you equate him to the the Jordan Hill houses of villains? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just kind of unseeming. It's like oh oh oh. Well, I guess you get to be bad guys too. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to be like charming and handsome. You can just be some dumpy fucker from Germany. And, and you know, for what it's worth, I'm kind of on board with you. He he's definitely not on paper that and and i'm kind of meaning this about jordan hillhouse i mean that about our dear friend he's not the most intimidating looking person but if there was somebody i'd be kind of scared of if i saw the right angles of him you know it'd be somebody like that this real quiet demeanor of like bad and criminal or evil or, or whatever right he, at least to me watching him he did kind of have that that sneer that sort of the way his eyes would look when he would get upset. Like I, and maybe the movie doesn't do the best job. So I'm doing a lot of reading into it for it, creating mm-hmm. it myself in my head, but I, I see it, you know, I don't know that the movie does a good job at conveying what I see, but I, I do think it is kind of there. I think he is an intimidating figure posing as very kind, very uh, proper person, but yeah, I mean, as soon as he loses the card game and Bond fucks with him at, in Miami and he just snaps that pencil, like the guy in front of him has got to think like, Jesus, are you a sore loser or what? <laughs> Obviously, the audience didn't see any of that, but just, we just see the pencil snap. Just just a just a whiny little. Yeah, he's very bratty. Yeah, something like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I Anyone with a legit German accent is intimidating to me. <laughs> so like when this guy talks, it's like oh oh okay he's serious. But when that's not presence. even an actor though, right? 
remember that's not even the person you're hearing isn't the actor like, oh that's true that's that's right? true this is a whole different voice actor a whole different uh person well then i'm not even going to give him credit for that <laughs> i still think he's good I, I i see what you're saying for what it's worth i i can get with that i think he's he's fine and, and he does have an intimidating factor, but he's definitely not the most intimidating for sure. He is an, he is extremely iconic, though. I, I can't take that away from him for myself. I, he's, he just is Goldfinger. The character, the look, it all, it all matches up in terms of iconography. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about Odd Job. Uh, he didn't talk very much about himself, so we probably shouldn't either. <laughs> but he's, he's the prototype henchman for uh, everything later and I, that's yeah that's a really good way to put it and he's great he's perfectly fine for what he is he's he's as great as he is terrible <laughs> okay because just the fact that like fit like speaking like physics wise what he does is absolutely impossible all right, I, I'm, I'm somehow I'm I'm gonna be you real quick. If you're gonna hit him with that, I don't know what you're doing. Like the MC, we need to go back to everything we've ever talked about with MCU and Captain America. But 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 Captain America is a superhuman person who has never had his powers well defined in the MCU. So there's like a gray area. This is just a fat guy who throws a hat that has a special rim. Right, and, and, and I'm with you on that, but disc-based objects like Frisbees and shields don't do what that fucking shield does <laughs> at all. They might do the first one or two, but they definitely don't like, bonk, 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 back to him. Always True. back to him. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. <sighs> so I, the thing is, is I, I'm, I'm willing to give captain america a pass because it's set in a fantastical world james and bond this is movie supposed to be fantastical it's it's supposed to be a serious spy movie is it which james bond movie are you referring to because <laughs> before casino royale i might have questions fine yeah you, you uh, might be right i will i'll look look all right all right all right i'll stop playing devil's advocate i'll meet you in the middle up to the point of this movie, I would agree with you. Because the first two are pretty, you know, there there's some fantastical elements, but it's more exotic fantastic, right? He's going to Jamaica and all these nice places, all these different places. So it's real romanticized. But it's not unrealistic. He's just traveling. That's anybody with money and a passport. <laughs> so it's not fantastical yet. Until this this movie sets the tone for any of them later, I, I want I, I try to reference that the rest of them are fantastical. So how can you make that claim? But on just Goldfinger, you're right. It has not been fantastical until this movie. Yeah. I'll, so I'll give you that. The world isn't. He throws a hat with a fucking Kung Lao blade attached to the shit. <laughs> it just it, it just in that. And then them misusing the word mute when odd job is going, ah, 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 
maybe I don't understand mutes, but I don't feel like that's part of it. Yeah. But it's fine. Like I re I really do like Odd Job, but he's so it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like his whole shtick is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, apparently though, as a fun fun little side fact, that actor is such a super cool was I don't know if he's alive or not now, but at the time he was super awesome. Like he was just a great character and great person. He would do commercials and loved kids and really giving him his time and how he was about it. And so much trying to be like he was a bodybuilder or wrestlers of some sort. Uh, but he was trying so much to be professional in the final scene at Fort Knox. He actually burned his hand on the hat because he wouldn't let go of it. He was waiting on the director to tell to say cut. And he actually hurt, got hurt because of it. Oh, wow. Because he was just like, no, the, the director didn't tell me to didn't tell me to stop. So I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, oh, it's good, though. He's he's such a good he's a good little character. No pun and, and 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 maybe maybe his character is also kind of the reason I this reminds me of the man with the golden gun because uh what, what who was it in that Nick movie knickknack yeah mm-hmm. and funny enough he's actually like knickknack is kind of your proper uh you know sorry if we're not using the right term but midget short little person dwarf whatever. Right where Odd Job may not strictly be, because he and uh, he and Goldfinger weren't that far apart in height, if I recall. No, I no, Odd Job is a full size person. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, if if you ever see like I say promotional stuff, but you see like gold, the the Golden Eye game and some other sort of things like that, he's usually, and and maybe this is just a me thing. He's just always the short guy, right? So it's always easy. It's a quicker inference to say he's a midget. When he maybe isn't, and maybe that's just me being dumb, dumb man, dumb person thing. Uh, I'm willing to side with that. Yeah. Hmm. Any other, uh, I, any other scenes or things you didn't like? Um. Offhand. Did you really? Any... Did you get to say what you wanted to about the editing? By the way. Yes, I, I did. I yes. You off yes. Like I just did now. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I don't dislike the name Pussy Galore. <laughs> I find it wholly about. unnecessary. I I wish I had more on that than I really can't remember. Because, cause like, how do you name a character Pussy Galore and expect it to be taken seriously? I guess because it's 1960s. I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I don't have the, the knowledge base for this conversation. <laughs> I, I, like it, it, she could have had literally any other name. Yeah. I, I can't remember if they were going to, or did, or, or, or not going to, but, or did, but that they wanted to try, try and have her named Kitty Galore. But I really and don't remember. That would have been better. It would have been, but man, it's, it's also at the same time, like this, it's part of the iconography now. It it just is at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I I don't have very many bad things to say because the movie is so much fun. 
and the plot is so ludicrous with and the characters are so kind of over the top that all of those things scratched the right itch for me. But when we get to the the end of this this podcast and we start ranking it, I don't know if what this movie has to offer me like I don't know if it has enough weight to 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 make it that high on the list for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I even though I I wouldn't say there's really anything super wrong with it. Mm. I I guess I'm just not passionate about it. Yeah. And I can kind of I can see that. You know, I I I get that for one reason or another, you're just not into the series enough you're not you just don't care enough it doesn't matter it's not a whatever any or it just doesn't hit you the same way whatever those reasons may or may not be i can tell you right now that this you know a little bit of a spoiler this is definitely up there to me in terms of the where it would be in the listing well we'll get there we'll get there but all right well any good any good to this movie Uh, before we move on Hmm. Were there the nerve, scenes? the nerve gas scene. Let's let's talk talk through that. Are, are you talking about the Fort Knox scene? Yeah. All right. Go go ahead. Go so ahead that so Pussy Galore does not put the nerve gas in the tanks. Correct. I I don't remember honestly because if you recall, this is where I kind of checked out. <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff is kind of boring to me but but uh, what, what are you saying like she didn't put the gas in the tanks in the plane or you're asking yeah like well let, let's just keep keep going with what you're saying because i mean it, you know we're sorry if we're wrong we're, we're trying to remember it and and i'm sorry I, I just watched this today again but gosh i just couldn't get that that last bit just was so boring to, it's i just did not hold my attention well Okay. All right. All right. So the the audience doesn't know that the nerve gas has been swapped with harmless gas. Okay. Okay. Pussy Galore and her <laughs> like Group? late her lady pilot pilot crew. Mm-hmm. The 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 Pussy Galores. Mm-hmm. They fly over all the you know over Fort Knox and 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 this nerve gas is supposed to to knock all the all the the, the people out and, yeah. and actually kill them. Like they told us, the nerve gas is deadly. They're going to die. Yeah. And so then, like, did Bond switch this stuff out, or did she? No. Like after Bond, uh, seduced her. Mm. She, she swapped changed. it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or she, or basically the the Americans knew it was you know what was happening, and all of the like all of the uh, officers that were f- guarding Fort Knox, th- all of them knew to fake their death at the exact same time. I didn't really think uh, I'll definitely go back and rewatch this scene now, but and all of yeah. them did it in the worst, like pratfall, like up <laughs> oh, the gas at my nose. I'm going to immediately fall over. Like, it, it it looked like something from a cartoon. Like most of this movie would have been better as a cartoon. Are are you referring to like the in universe reactions of the people, or are you talking about the like 
the, the director or whoever's choice of how this happens? Th- that's the thing. I don't know. Okay. Because when when the audience sees it, we're supposed to believe all of these military dudes are dead. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to believe because we have not been told that the nerve gas was swapped out. Okay. So when she flies over all these dudes and they just fall over immediately before the gas even makes it down to them, I'm just laughing my ass off. (laughs) Because the execution of the acting is so bad. But then cut forward to the end of the movie when you find out all of them are alive and uh, it's, it's actually James Bond winning. Like... I was like, so so their pratfalls were even worse because they're bad actors? Like, all of these guys are bad. Just watch, watch it again, like, mm-hmm. with hindsight. Like, Ooh. okay. And with the it's knowledge. really fucking funny. <laughs> Let's see if I can, while you're kind of going on about it, I'm going to see if I can kind of find it real quick. Uh, was there any any other part of this, or is it just the ga- just the gas there that, that bothered you so much? <laughs> <laughs> like like Jill Masterson dying, and then her sister coming, and then her unceremoniously just being taken out by Odd Job. Yeah, that was kind of random. I, I would agree. Be- before Bond like had had the chance to uh, score with both sisters. Mm. <laughs> like I, I, I could have swore that's where the movie was going. I, you know, it's actually funny. You mentioned about the, the sister, if I'm not mistaken, they put focal point, they, they do a focus shot or, or a shot on the, on the case that she has with her. And I think it's a TM, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she tells him a name that doesn't match that. I think she says her first name, but then a different last name. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, does she not know that he's looking at that case? Does she not know that? Does she just <laughs> assume that he won't think she's full of shit? I, why is she lying right now? And, and it's not a big deal. Right? The character's trying to hide who she is. But I, I don't know. It just seemed odd. And, and I found the scene, I think. So okay. let's, let's see this. They're They're flying in. They're spreading out a little bit launching wait no no they're not launching it yet okay they're spreading apart going off in pairs to launch it welcome to fort knox this is a nice shot i guess though of like the kentucky area or what would look like the (laughs) kentucky area (laughs) oh okay they're releasing the gas yeah Is I that not the stupidest looking <laughs> shit? <laughs> that is the most instantaneous. <laughs> just everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and again, it only makes the the end of the movie even sillier when you learn that they were all just told to fall at the same time. Dude, the in universe. Um, in unison as sh- crap. Holy crap, dude! Oh, <laughs> uh, the the one where the like the platoons walking with the guns is kind of ridiculous because it's just some of the other ones like they're real abrupt. They're extremely abrupt. 
falls. But even the ones where it's with them holding the gun, they, they look so stilted. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. even, even if I were to think, okay, this is instantaneously happening or whatever. It's so that it's so effective. But these guys are just like, Oh, I'm falling, but Oh God, I don't want this gun to fall. I don't want to fall on this gun. What? Do, oh, okay. 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 <laughs> it, it feels so, it looks so deliberate. So, uh, fall. It's definitely kind of funny. Now, another, th- another thing that I really liked and and this is I, I think I really liked it because I've known you for so long and how you watch movies. Mm. After Goldfinger gives Bond his his like, here's my plan. Yeah. Bond starts to crunch the numbers in his brain and he's like, there's so much gold in Fort Knox that you would need a team of X number of people and it would take weeks to get it all out. Uh, 12 trucks and 200 men working this many days. Yeah. 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 Like, have you really not thought this through, which I feel like that's a, that's a thing you, you eventually like given enough time, you would come up with that. Oh, like if, if I were the, just in a, if, if he didn't say it to the audience, I would say it. Yeah. You'd be like, how the fuck they going to get all that gold out? How, how did he think this was going to happen? Yeah, yeah. So, so seeing again in universe, James Bond like stamping on a reed, like a reed thing, was really fun for me. It's like I really like it, and it's kind of a neat, stupid thing. That's like, yeah, I would kind of think about that. I think that's an interesting thing for him to think about. I mean, by by all means, he's he's their captive, effectively. So he's got nothing but fucking time. <laughs> so why wouldn't we think about that? Maybe that make so it all makes perfect sense to me. But in in universe, it also doesn't in some way because it. Okay. Also, I'll I'll just get to it. The the out of universe of it, dude. That's some fucking audience exposition bullshit. It's like run the pad time kind of thing. Because that that feels like that's as much as I appreciate that kind of language and that kind of logic for characters to think about things like that i don't think that's what this movie cared about i think it needed an extra 30 seconds but maybe maybe or or it needs suspend the sort of build-up of the protagonist finding out the villain's plan Or, or, or whoever wrote it was like wait a minute how would he get the gold out and then he started doing some research on how much gold is actually there and he had to rewrite it yeah, and this was just kind of his way to get it to the audience, and he didn't want to like last second tell him. I, I don't know. Well, no, because 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 uh, Goldfinger's entire plan changed when you find out he's not there to steal the gold. It never, but it didn't change. Like he's never. I mean, maybe it changes to the audience, right? Because yeah. You assume the whole time he's gonna steal it, but he he's this has been his plan the whole time. Yeah, I guess change is the wrong word, but. But yeah, for the audience, it changed. It, this is it yeah. changing. Now, yeah, now, the now, it, now it turns out. into, oh, he's going to blow up a building. Right. It, 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 it turns more into sabotage. It's not theft. Like we, you would have originally thought it was. Yeah. And, and kind of the same thing with the government, I assume. The, the, like the group that gives Bond the gold bar, I, the, the World Bank or whoever, whoever the group was. I assume them and MI6 and 
CIA. Everybody thinks he's stealing it. He's smuggling or trying to. So. Yeah, that, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. I, 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 yeah, yeah. You, you do the opposite, and okay, I got you. Mm. But, but as, as I said, like the, the movie's not bad. I just was not really impacted by it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And there's definitely some silly little things all throughout it. I mean, you find you have a cue scene, one of the first. I think the first cue scene of where you see his workshop and how he is and their relationship, you get to see the white tux when he comes out of the scuba outfit where it's prim and proper. That's an <laughs> iconic looking, that's an iconic visual. Um, you have the stupid quip about with the bathtub, like, Oh, shocking. I, I didn't like that where I, I felt you talked about editing and maybe it's an editing. I'm not sure. But the guy's in the bathtub trying to get out, trying to get the gun out of the holster to shoot him. The scene goes on for just a couple of seconds too long. It's like Sean Connery is staring at the guy in the tub. He's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you going to get that? Can you get that gun? Is he going to get that gun? Okay, he can get that gun. I'm going to throw this lamp in there. <laughs> Whereas it's not it's not just a split-second choice, right? It, yeah. It, there's actually a little buffer of time to it. And I'm like, what, why is this buffer there? Why didn't he just instantly do that? Like that's editing man editing. I guess it's editing. Cause all they had to do was just have the take out through three to five seconds. And bonds just, you know, he's just quick wit. Like, Oh, he's in the, t- he's in the water. Oh, throw the lamp in. Bam. Done. Right. You, you don't need to have it stagger and yeah. wonder what's happening. So, so it's, me, yeah, I, I'm I'm just a regular guy, right? So I've heard. I I, I don't have the means to go say scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been scuba diving, Reed? I have. Actually. Have you had to wear a wetsuit? I have. Does that keep you dry? It depends on which what you mean by dry. <laughs> like I suppose. Does it keep it, my undergarments it, dry? My unders. It, it does. Yeah. Does it keep like is your body wet when you take the wetsuit off? Yep. How the fuck is this guy going to scuba and and then get out of the water, take the scuba outfit off, and a perfectly prim proper tux is underneath it? That's not wet. <laughs> Maybe it's the latest technology from Q Branch. Either the tux or the scuba suit. Fine. Look, he had that trench coat that was bulletproof in his workshop, man. Or in the works of bulletproof. <laughs> Which was really funny. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like the red button in the car was fun. It's just just, just a fun movie. The Aston Martin was great. I, I, if That's probably a dream car to me. Like to have that Aston Martin. Really? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd never do anything with it. But it'd be dope. <laughs> All right. Well, any anything else? No, no. I'm excited to get to, to 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 our next sections. Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that for just a second. We're gonna just go ahead and move to music then, since you're so excited. This soundtrack to me, this theme is fucking banging. Yes, it is, this man. Is so good. It's so awesome, man. This oh, is it, one of the highlights of this movie. 
Is this like the first movie that has like a, a dedicated is. theme song? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe have Start their own that kind shit of, with a showstopper. Maybe from Russia with Love had some unique, not just the Bond tune. Maybe I can't remember now, but this is definitely the first one with like. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking slapping you in the face. <laughs> like this shit is fresh. This is new. We're not fucking around anymore. <laughs> in case you didn't know what the name of this fucking movie is. <laughs> yeah, dude. That oh man, that song is so is so good. What what's the what's the artist name? Shirley something? Is that it? I can't remember who the art the, the original artist is. It's really good, really good question. Oh shit! This is like you're you had one job other than shit. to watch the movie. Sorry, sorry. Wait. <laughs> uh, is it Shirley Shirley Bassey? Shirley Bassey, you did a great one. I don't know what else you were known or remembered for, but damn it, I'm sure this was one of them. Goldfinger. Back you. <laughs> He's got a cold finger. Dude, it's so great. It really is. This is one of the most, if not the most iconic Bond song. No, no, it, 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 no. Live and let die. We've had this conversation. But uh, I would uh, say okay. this is absolutely top three. I would agree with you that Live and Let Die is like it transcended past into normal culture. This is the Bond song, though, probably. <laughs> like just within this culture, it's probably this one. I mean, it's a, it's debatable. At the end of the day, it's all, it's all debatable. Yeah. But this uh, is definitely in discussion for like best iconic Bond song. Yeah. It, and it and it set the tone for what a Bond song sounds like. It, yes, that's a very good. Yeah, just heavy, heavy on those fucking horns, man. It's just oh man, I can't stop saying it. Just fucking slapping you, just <laughs> slapping every chorus, every second of that song. It's just so it's so strong. And I I don't know how close you were paying attention to the like the music throughout the movie, but. Mm-hmm. Like those horns, whoever did the, the music for the entire movie was very aware that the song Goldfinger has amazing horns because he used that shit through the entire movie. There are a lot of parts that I noticed the horns, but it, I, I'm sure there are plenty of parts where I didn't notice it was the theme. I just know that it was like the same kind of sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are horns all through this movie, except during the final action sequence where it's dead fucking silent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, uncomfortably so. It's so weird. It, it's it's like, it's kind of like the, uh, the ra- it is like the radar scenes. Every time he's looking at some, they're, they're looking at that green grid screen. It's always just, <laughs> just no other audio. I mean, maybe there's dialogue, but it's just characters just looking at this screen. I'm like, it's so fucking sound and stuff in these old movies is so strange man it's and i feel like it's because like hollywood had not landed on these are the sounds of a fight 
Right. Even yeah, you you say that. It's funny you put it that way. When you watch like a, when you're when you see the scene where Bond and Felix talk to each other in Miami, and he sends the girl away, dude. They that's the most audible fucking. All right, we gotta have man talk. Just <laughs> fucking slap. I can't even emulate the sound naturally. It's just banging. Just like Jesus, why they add that in there? <laughs> it seems so unnecessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and just watching a, a movie this old, it's it it becomes very clear what they Hollywood has learned about sound design over the past, yeah. you know, fifty years. Yeah, it, in this in that last scene in the Fort Knox scene, you hear them stepping a lot. Is that is that added or is that actually them, their sounds of them stepping? In what you part? Know? Like in the fort in the fight scene at the end, the Fort Knox, where you can hear those sounds. Would really really hope that those stepping sounds were real, because if someone went out of their way to add that mundane ass fucking sound, but mm. couldn't put a brum, brum, brum behind the fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always just kind of wonder that in these older movies, like in your 60s, 70s, even the, even the 80s, you just have these – you have characters walking in a room, and you can just hear them. And I always wonder if that's added in post or is that actually the sound of people walking. Yeah. And I, I just – I never know. I've never looked into it, and I've never happened to hear anybody explain it, so it's it's a weird thing. Or it's strange to me. It's just a very curious thing. Oh, but man, that, that song. Song's fucking good. Yeah. Super, um, super good. It should be noted that um, while I didn't know who sang the song, uh, two of the session musicians that were there to, to help record the song were John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. And I know that doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to you normie but mm-hmm. anyone who knows anything about music knows that both of those uh, dudes were members of led zeppelin oh founding members of led zeppelin like jimmy page is a fucking icon is is this a later to be led zeppelin com- group or, or or was led zeppelin when was when did led zeppelin come into fruition was it the 60s i don't know anything about the band I think late 60s, mid 70s, okay, like that so was their heyday. Yeah, so, so they hadn't even really formed by this movie? Right. Okay. That's very neat. That's cool. That's cool, man. So uh, so there, there's your music. Music Minute. Sergio's Music, music Minute. All right. Top, top-notch song. So to move on to Tropes. It's kind of hard. I say it's hard. There, this is the movie that really hit tropes. Oh yeah. This is the one that really puts them out there. Where you've got three, uh, is it three different Bond girls that he beds? He only beds two. Does he? Yeah. I guess betting. Yeah. He, he's he gets with three of them. Like he kind of, and by get with, I don't mean sleeps with. Just there are three Bond girls. There's there's the and it depends on how you look at it, kind of thing. But you've got Jill Masters, the Gold Girl, which mm-hmm. that that in and of itself is very iconic scene yeah. that we didn't mention before, the Gold scene. 
Um, oh, as as a side, what did you think about that? Where they said the skin fix asphyxiation was it skin? Mm-hmm. She can't skin breathe. Suffocation. suffocation. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did that register to you at all, or did it just not matter? You're like, it's just so stupid. Okay. It's so so doesn't happen. So stupid. It. <laughs> all right. Well, so you've got her, you've got the sister, uh-huh. Tilly Masters. You could, there's an argument that she's a Bond girl. Then, of course, she was in the movie for what, like 10 minutes? Oh, I, I know. I, yeah, I, I get it. But she's still kind of this female character that he interacts with, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. More than two seconds. Then you've got, of course, Pussy Galore. Yep. And you, and maybe even the the first girl where he's got the real loud butt pop to it with Felix. Mm-hmm. You know, she's probably not a Bond girl. I wouldn't say. I don't think she really has much to do past that moment. But you know, he probably he probably bettered her. I'd imagine the movie <laughs> doesn't really go out of its way for her, but I'd imagine he did. Um, to to the Jewel Masters being a Bond girl thing. Fun, another little fun fact. When you see Bond going to get the champagne and Ajab judo chops him to knock him uh-huh. out, if you actually pay attention to Sean Connery's face, that he's acting in pain, he actually was in pain. The the Ajab actor really smacked the shit out of him. Nice. Un- unintentionally just being really into the character. But and and that's again, he he's a he was a I believe he was a weightlifter again or, or or some sort of martial artist or something. So it's, it's not like he was just some guy. But Bond, but uh, Connor was actually like it really hurt him, and he he didn't get ticked off at him because he actually liked the guy apparently. Cool. Um, yeah, I know. Fun, fun, dumb little fact. <laughs> but you have probably the first real lengthy Q branch scene again to where he goes through the workshop shows and you kind of see the. Things that Key Branch is working on. He shows off the Aston Martin. You kind of get their their beef or their dialogue with each other, yep. right? Where it comes, but it comes more of a friendly banter later. But this one, it kind of comes off like Q doesn't want to put up with his shit <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like what, what what I liked about that scene is there was subtle humor happening that they mm-hmm. weren't focusing on. You know, it, it wasn't like. Sp- set up punchline pause for laughter. It was just kind of happening in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but I, I, I know what you're talking about. And these scenes are good for that when they do it when, and they could do them really well if they, if they do them right. Yeah. Um, you've also got all the like quippy bullshit that he does. Yeah. You know, the shocking, the, he blew a fuse when he shocks odd job, he, uh, what was it? Goldfinger got his golden. He, he's playing his golden harp mm-hmm. after he knocked, put him out of the, out of the plane. Uh, it's, that's just like, Oh my gosh. Can you guys not stop? <laughs> uh, the villain giving away his dastardly plans and keep not killing bond when they have the opportunity is probably really born here. <laughs> the the it, he had him captive again, but like the majority of the middle of the movie, like all of Act Two, 
Yeah, most of Act Two. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's gone. He's he's not. Bond is barely pushing the plot forward at that point. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, th- this movie is just where a lot of the tropes come from. Probably. Yeah. Uh, even kind of the end scene where he gets with the Bond girl. Yep. And covers up and all that. Uh, and kill count. Oh yeah, kill count. What? What? Kill get? count. Uh, that last scene, like the the whole action scene, I had to watch it like twice because I kept losing track mm. uh, of how how many. Um, my count was nine. Yeah, that's funny enough. I happened this this is normal. I happened to catch that, and that's what I've seen too. But it was like nine, maybe ten, depending on how you want to term killing someone or something. <laughs> I don't remember what the tenth one would have been, but it, it was something like that. It was like you know splitting hairs, but it could be ten. So was that what you counted, or let me pull up my. No, no, th- this count. is what I heard from someone else. Like when I, I was kind of do- looking around for just information oh. and, and happened to see. Oh, shit, I was right. <laughs> and so, yeah, somebody said kill count was nine. Nice. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, all right, well, you, you got it. Look at that. License if, to kill. If I gave cookies, I would give you one. You give me a fucking cookie. All right, well, I'll put those in the mail for you. <laughs> all right, well, on to ranking. So right now we are at starting from bottom to top. We're at from Russell with Love to Doctor No, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, Casino Royale, Golden Eye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall at number one. That's a that's a pretty good list. It's, it's I mean you know it's it's not bad we. It's the definitive we, definitive list right now. That's a, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I got you. Um, okay, so I have an idea of where I want this to go. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be high enough for you. Shoot. But I'm thinking in between... No, Tomorrow Never Dies and Living Daylight. You almost had me. You, you almost had me, you, you sly Cooper, you. You almost <laughs> had me. That's exactly where, before you almost, you almost had me, I was thinking between Casino Royale and Tomorrow Never Dies. That's actually where I was thinking it should go. You know, those two. now that I think about it, Tomorrow Never Dies is not very good. I think like, it's a better movie in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like just a better storytelling, better editing, better, better choreographed stuff cinematography whatever have you right maybe let's just say it for the moment maybe goldfinger is so the iconography of this movie cannot be underplayed or understated and that's and and it's so much better than it's better than from rush with love i mean it's literally better than every one of the movies under casino royale i'd Um, argue it's better than casino royale but you're yeah you're not you're not going to get me to (laughs) <laughs> agree yeah, with that. <laughs> I, I think Casino Royale is really good. It doesn't have the iconography, but it's a very it's very good everywhere else. And I can I I can okay okay. I'll I'll I, give you that. I, so, I think Goldfinger is just too iconic. The lowest I would give it is 
above the living daylights. Like somewhere right there in the middle. Yeah. Like it, it'd be number what this would make twelve of them. So it'd have it somewhere but in six, give or take one. But I'd still say it's better than tomorrow never dies. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like the list that we have built right now, like there's a shelf at the top of it of actually pretty good movies. And then like right at number six, like it just f- free falls. Yeah, we, we stopped caring about the order of the movies at that point. No, we don't care about alphanumeric anymore. We're just getting them on the shelf. <laughs> okay, okay. So 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 we're officially putting this behind or at number five. Yeah, basically between Casino Royale and Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, well then I guess let me let me read our our current list. Okay. This is the ranking of Bonds. Mm. Twelve. Uh, number 12, From Russia with Love. Number 11, Dr. No. Number 10, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. 9, Quantum of Solace. That's where that movie goes. You know? What, a number 9? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Number 8, Live and Let Die. Number 7, The Living Daylights. Number 6, Tomorrow Never Dies. 5, Goldfinger. 4, Casino Royale. 3, Goldeneye. Two, the man with the golden gun, and number one, with a bullet, Skyfall. With a bullet. Uh, you know, looking at this list, I kind of feel like Goldeneye is like the the modernized Goldfinger. When I think about it, mm-hmm. like a lot of the movie is still really the two movies, Goldeneye and Goldfinger. Goldeneye is very campy and has a lot of bullshit and follows a lot of the tropes that uh goldfinger set out right like bond is gets caught by the bad guys probably two times in golden eye and they just don't kill him they just put him in situations he can get out of like on the helicopter and on the train they could have just killed him and they don't yep so there there really might be a, a big parallel between these two movies and i think I'd actually have to listen to them back to back, but I think Goldeneye has a similar sound to Goldfinger, the songs. I mean, maybe, maybe. And I say that very much. I need to hear them back to back. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I know I'm not right, you know. But yeah, anyway, one question I had, and I don't know if we've covered this before. Before we wrap it up, are we planning on ever moving? Any of these up and down from each other? Like, would we ever move Goldeneye down? To, no. No, they're, they're, it's no, just they, things they that come in later in. go above or below. That's it. That's it, yes. They'll, they'll just go up and down based on other things coming in. That's correct. But Goldeneye will always be above Goldfinger? Yes. Okay. All right. I, f- I feel like, I feel like uh, you're not happy with that. No, no, I'm, I'm generally happy with that because it's, it's better than second guessing yourself, though. I do think I could see an argument for someone saying maybe at the very end, I, I think this would actually be something worth doing. Maybe at the very end, once we've watched all of them, we can kind of mulligan them a few. Like each one of us get a, a, a like, like a last minute edit. Yeah. Like we, we get a last minute. You can move two. You can propose, not, obviously not guarantee move, but you know we can talk about moving two, three movies because when when you and especially for you, 
right? And, and if not for me too, but especially for you, you're coming in not seeing a lot of these movies and not having context for some mm-hmm. of them in relationship to each other. Yeah. So maybe that means something that like you'll see something else and maybe Christopher Walken's acting in a view to a kill just slaps the dick off of golden eye. <laughs> and it's just well, like, then, then we'll put that above golden eye when we get there. But then I don't know. Is Casino Royale better than it is, you know, just little things like that. Maybe it's better than golden eye, but it's not better than we will. We will take Casino this Royale. offline. I am. I am open to discussing the possibility of moving them at the last minute, but I don't think I would like moving more than just one a piece. <laughs> Yeah, and and I would agree with that for what it's worth. I don't want us constructing this list matters. It it does, and I don't want to. I don't want to play the game of second guessing ourselves. I don't. Yeah. That's not fun, and it's to already have to deal with enough questions in my own head about nonsensical bullshit. I don't want to second guess every decision I've made on this list. So, Agreed. pull the trigger, and then take the hostage, whatever it is that you say. <laughs> And lead lead the cannoli, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, any any final thoughts on any of this, Sergio? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I I think we have a good list. Um, mm. I think the the. the mm. I feel bad. like also bad. like I've really enjoyed this journey so far. Um, season one. I, I guess that I'm I'm speaking in in the context of that's the end of season one. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 12 more to rank before we watch the new one. Oh boy. And that, and that's not even counting the, the two movies that aren't canon. Oh yeah. What, what is that? Like the OG casino Royale and never yeah. say never again. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, we're boy. probably going to end up watching at some point. So oh, I... man. <laughs> those movies, <laughs> I haven't seen Never Say Never Again in in so long. I I remember that song not being a banger though. <laughs> oh man, you should listen to that song when you, for just a second. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm definitely looking forward to season two and seeing where, because it's kind of <laughs> it's interesting from here, because all the movies that are left are really weird. Or, or they're they're so up and down because a lot of them are Roger Moore's movies. Uh huh. And he did make a lot of fucking movies. He really did. We've only covered one, two of them. Two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He still has like six other ones or some shit. One, two, three, four, five more. He's got fuck, fuck, man, five more. And and Pierce Brosnan has two. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan. It's kind of in the same vein as Roger Moore. He's got some some silly movies. All right, all right. I I think of the next twelve, you're you're gonna like License to Kill. Like that's gonna be the that or A View to a Kill. Those are the two you're gonna like more. I think that's my prediction. Okay. All right. I think the rest well, of them are gonna be nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of of the rest of them, uh, to kick off season two of debriefing and cocktails. Uh, we will be watching uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Woo! Next time. Next time. All right. Well, until next time, fine ladies and gents, we thank you so very much for spending this time with us 
And if you have some extra time, other times, you can listen to Reality Breached, where we put out content. And you can also listen to Sergio and his wonderful way of thinking about Ninja Turtles. As a, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah. I, I host a podcast called the Shell Shellheads Podcast. Yes, he and Jeff Hubbard hit that up, and it's yep. not so bad. It's it's not as good as this one. Horn tooting going in, but you know. Shut the you. fuck up. Wow, wow. Anyway, thanks so much for your time and coming and spending a little bit of it with us. And as always, thanks so much to Mr. Clarence Brown, whatever he does, because in this moment, I can't even recall. And I hadn't talked to you in a, in a long time, man. I hope you're doing good. I hope 2020 wasn't too shitty for you. But is there anything else you'd like to say or plug, Sergio? No, I think that you 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 covered the big ones there, buddy. Yeah. Well, how's the Black Pocket podcast doing? Are they doing pretty good? They're doing good. They're coming back. Oh, man. They, 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 they've been on kind of a hiatus, but Black Pocket's yeah. coming back soon. Hey, there you go. Be looking for that Robert Morris and his stuff. So we will catch all you lovely cats and kittens as they say was it is that the 70s or is that the 60s no no i think that was a a tiger king quote oh shit oh yeah it was fucking carol baskin (laughs) fucking carol baskin (laughs) all right well thanks again so much everybody for joining us and we will talk to you fine folks later debriefing and cocktail We are listening to Keep the Hip, Q-Not, and Break Up Rock. Yeah, I'm the real cool debriefing.